Hey guys, this is Talk Time with Hope. I am Hope. Oh, let's do it. Let's get to it. It is June the 29th, and it's crazy to believe that June is pretty much done. I hope that you've had a nice June. However, I'm sure pretty much everybody is like, well, how much fun can we have with this pandemic, yo? And to that I say, well, let's not forget that we still have the fun of Zoom. I don't know about you, I haven't really done this, but I heard people are like doing like cocktail Zoom or Zoom cocktail or something like that where you get together with people and you all have like an adult beverage and um and I'm sure for those who don't want to drink they can have like a cup of coffee or glass of milk or whatever but it's kind of cool that they're doing that like um making the best out of the situation is always always a good thing so I think it's cool I I I need to do zoom more I'm supposed to actually do a zoom call uh, with one of my Irish friends that's uh, still teaching in Saudi Arabia. So, and you can still do other things. I mean, this quarantine and this pandemic and this, this, this doesn't mean your life is completely shut off from anything. You can go outside, you can go for, you know, a swim. There are still places that are, you know, that are opening or that have opened and are still opened. Yes, that might change. But for now, you can still do things. I mean, I think about like uh, the silly stuff that we used to do when I was younger. Like, oh, what is what is that um, uh, game where there's like uh, different colors on the floor, and you know, people have to cross over each other. Now you're thinking, well, hope that's definitely not good for social distancing. And I'm like thinking, yeah, probably shouldn't have mentioned that. I can't even remember the name, so it's, it doesn't matter, I guess. But um, you could wear like hazmat suits and play the game. I think, you know, Kyle, you know, step it up, right? Can you imagine going to like a hazmat party? (laughs) I think that would be kind of fun. You've been cordially invited to a hazmat 2020 party. And everybody has to come dressed in a hazmat suit so you can keep yourself safe and you can play those games. Uh, and not worry about getting any kind of virus. The only thing that you would have to work out is like, how would you drink? So like, you know, would you kind of make a like a little hole or something into the throat area where you could like have a straw that kind of goes in? I don't know. I could I could see people doing some kind of really cool design with that hazmat suit. Why not? Let's do it. Let's create a hazmat party. Has my party? Hazmat party? I would do it. I mean, I'd have to go find a hazmat suit, or I could create my own hazmat suit, if you will. But I think it would be fun, and it would definitely be funny. I'm talking serious Instagram posts and serious Snapchats. Oh my gosh, that would be so fun. I haven't seen it yet. Nobody's nobody. I have not seen any hazmat parties, so. Maybe that's going to be what's next, especially if we keep going the route we're going with the COVID cases. Speaking of COVID, yes, nice segue there. So I I told you yesterday, I believe, that uh, more cities in Texas are uh, mandating 
wearing the masks. And I live in the Dallas-Fort Worth area, and there's different cities. You've got Dallas County, you've got Tarrant County, you've got Johnson County. Uh, But Tarrant County is for Fort Worth and Arlington and other little places. But here's what happened. I saw this this on Facebook, and I'm still kind of in shock of what happened. But there was this lady that was screaming inside of a convenience store, like shouting because she couldn't purchase anything because she didn't have a mask now mind you it was mandated for people to wear masks if they're going to go to places of business so it wasn't like it wasn't something that was actually required of businesses to to put into place and businesses will get fined if they're not doing what they should be doing so that's the little background there so this lady I think she was drunk. She was trying to buy beer from what was on the counter. And she's yelling at the guy, basically saying, you can't make me wear a mask and that's crazy. And blah, 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 blah. And he's like, you have to wear the mask. And she was like, well, I'm spreading germs right now. Blah, blah, blah. Trying to make her case instead of just getting in it, getting in. I don't have a mask. And he even said, you can buy a mask. But I just, oh my God. The worst part about this, guys, is the, not just the fact that how embarrassing, because in today's world, you know there's going to be a video of this with everybody having a smartphone now. And there was. That's why I saw the video. But the worst part of it, guys, is that she spit on the counter. That's right. S-P-I-T. She spit on the counter to kind of, uh, as a way of protesting, question mark? But that's disgusting. It's horribly, horribly disgusting. And oh, how so non-classy is that on top of it? Like what? I don't care how intoxicated you are. I don't care how, you know, um, perhaps high you are if you're on drugs. Something's got to be already in you to go that route. To spit in protest of wearing a mask to spit in protest of not getting serviced due to the fact that the city is on a citywide mandate of wearing a mask like what does that say about a person and people might go well hope you know she was under the influence you know she was drunk or hope she was angry and she was drunk Mm." to that i say i call hogwash i call hogwash because I've been drunk and I've been angry, but I've never wanted to spit on somebody and nor would I want to spit on somebody or something just because I'm not getting my way. I mean, I may have done that when I was an infant, perhaps, but I think it's an insult to an infant because, you know, I just think that that's just horrible. I don't think, I don't even think kids do that. Um, And if they do, you know, they're a kid, they're an infant, they're really small child uh their child uh but as an adult this woman looked like she was probably in her late 20s early 30s maybe can't be really sure because i didn't get a good look at her face but she definitely won the medal of ding 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 you're a champion of rudeness you're a champion of immature you're a champion of disgusting because that's just horrible. I just can't fathom 
how anybody could say, well, I was angry and I was drunk. So there. All because a business is trying to stay in business and doing what they're supposed to do with keeping people uh, monitoring and making sure that people are wearing a mask when they come into their business. Now, I will say one thing about that. Uh, guys, it was inexcusable. That should never happen. I, I would really like to think that this woman would have like a letter of apology to the business and, and make a public apology for her actions. Is it going to happen? I don't know. And on top of it, I think people who do that, who spit, knowing that there's a pandemic virus going around, contagious virus going around, and you might be having it and you don't know because you don't have any of the symptoms, but it's inside of you and you spit on somebody's counter of somebody's business, I think people should spend one night in jail and see how they like them apples. I'm sorry, but I do. Because especially if she'd been drinking, that's public intoxication on top of the spitting when we're going through a pandemic like we are. But that's just me. That's just me. Anywho. But the thing that I was going to say, a part of that, and the thing that, that was really what I wanted to say is like, I don't know. I, I lost my train of thought because this story is so insane. It's just inexcusable. It should not happen. And people who do that kind of stuff and have that behavior, they should be arrested for one night public intoxication. And by the way, public intoxication isn't actually an arrest arrest. It's not a misdemeanor or a felony or anything like that. It goes under like a, a speeding ticket. It's the equivalent of a speeding ticket. So it's not like they're going to like truly be, you know, put in prison or something. But I really do think that if we start doing that, it's going to show other people you can't be doing that. You can't be going around with a freaking pandemic like this and spit on people or spit on property like a counter where other people are going to be. I just, you know, I just feel like the cops should be like, "Mm, yeah, we've got you on video. You did it. You'd been drunk. You're done. You're going to spend a night in the, uh, in the hole, not a hole, you know what I'm going to say. You're going to spend a night in the jail cell and make you think about your decisions and your choices in life. And really, was it worth it? And she'd have to pay, say, $200 fine or something like that. Like, if you're going to get ridiculous and go cray-cray like that, there's got to be some consequences, guys. I really feel like there's got to be some consequences because this is a contagious freaking disease. It's killing people. OM goodness. I'll move on now. I'll move on. Second thing I'm going to talk about today is that I heard that the politicians are going to go on like a vacation from like July 3rd to July 19th or something like that. We're going through a worldwide pandemic and America has got more and more and more cases of coronavirus and the politicians are going to take a break. Really? Holy cow. You know, when I thought about going into politics, I didn't think about it because I'm going to have these amazing breaks. But no, seriously, guys, seriously, seriously, they should not be taking a break. You take a couple of days off for the 4th of July, sure, like everybody else. But to take from July 3rd to, what, the 19th and go back into session on the 20th, even when you say, oh, well, we're going to be working from home, you're not going to be doing that. And I was talking, um, I wasn't talking, but I was listening to the guy, and I've mentioned him before. It's this guy that does a lot of uh, cool, informative 
uh, YouTube videos about taxes and the and the stimulus package and all these other things. He in he, his his name I I don't remember his name, but the name of his YouTube site, if you want to know it, is Clear Value Tax Preparation. Clear Value Tax Preparation. Check him out if you haven't checked him out. Please do and subscribe. He's got over six hundred thousand people following him now, and I think he's gotten really popular since COVID nineteen started. Not because of any other reason than he's doing a really great job keeping people, keeping the public informed, and he also offers other things like uh, advice for um, making investments, stocks, and stuff like of that nature. On top actually in addition to his main um, line of income which is helping people he's a CPA helping people with their taxes and whatnot he seems to be the real deal and I really like him Um, I did say that to somebody that he seems like he's kind of upset when he talks he's kind of have this manner he has this mannerisms uh, of like he's upset or he's distraught but he's even said you know I know I come off this way but it's just the way I am but if you get a chance really check him out. I think you would like uh, what he's got to say. But I agree with what he did say today, which is, I'm sorry, you guys shouldn't be really taking a break. Not when we're going through what we're going through. Not with the cases of coronaviruses coming, going up and up and up with new cases. Not with the world, with our economy doing as bad as it is. Not with the unemployment rate as bad as it is. You guys shouldn't be taking a break. Politicians should not be taking a break. And he said, it's one of two things. They're either not in touch with reality or they just don't care. I think those are the two things he said because they're not struggling. And I said this before in previous video uh, episodes, they're not, they're not, they don't know what it's like to be the everyday person. They have nice homes. They have a wonderful salary. They have all the luxuries that they have and they, they don't need for anything. And and in particular, I'm talking about the Republican politicians because it is the Republican politicians that have for 45 days haven't done anything. Whether you like Nancy Pelosi, whether you like the Democrats, they're trying to get stuff. They're trying to get they're trying to get the ball rolling with this next stimulus package. And the Republican the Republicans have been sitting on it. And so when it comes to this, I do, I'm calling out the Republicans and saying, guys, just because you have your nice homes, just because you have your bank accounts, uh, statements that are saying, Hey, you're doing fine. You're doing dandy. There's nothing to worry about. What pandemic, what economy crisis, just because that's your situation doesn't mean it's everybody else's situations, obviously. And you need to put yourself in the shoes of everyday Americans and not be taking these uh, vacation days. Because uh, they, they had another one for Memorial Day. Now they have one for two weeks for 4th of July time frame. Again, take a couple of days off. Grill some steaks and burgers and stuff and spend time with your family for 4th of July. And then get back to work. That's what you're paid for. That's what we elected you to do. So for them to be doing that, it's just it just pees me off. It really does because it's just, it's unacceptable. When things are normal, take your holidays. When the, this this government is running right and things are great, hunky-dory, and the economy's great, and the virus is going down, and we've flattened the curve throughout America, then you can take your little vacation, or your rather pretty long vacation. Because from the 3rd to the 19th, come on, guys. Seriously, should not be doing this right now. And that 
pees me off. I'll just say it, it pisses me off. Yes, I said it. It pisses me off. So, oh, pray for America. If you're from another country and you're listening to this, please pray for us. Thank you in advance. Now, the last thing I'm going to talk about is something that I just discovered today. I lived in Houston for on and off five years. Let's see. Um, when I first got to Houston was in 95, left in 98. Was it 98, 97? I don't remember, but on and off for about five years. And in particular, at one point, I lived in this wonderful area called the Heights. And it's not in downtown Houston or really that close to downtown but it's not that far basically if you're in if you know of Houston it's within like kind of the 610 loop near the um actually it's by I-10 anyway if you know the Houston area the Heights is quite famous does a really it used to do a really good job with uh Christmas decorations because the homes in the Heights are really really beautiful like they have some really older homes in the Heights and it's become one of those places where like it's kind of a, a hipster kind of place to live and it's always been pretty popular but the thing that I didn't really uh didn't know and I just discovered now is that back in the early 1970s there was a serial killer who was kidnapping young boys, raping them, torturing them, and then killing them. And I'm I'm not talking about a couple, guys. This, I think in total, they found 27 bodies. And uh, the worst is that he had actually groomed two young boys starting at the age of 14 15 to be a part of this so and he he basically would pay them and and promise them things if they would bring boys to him you know and oh my gosh Uh, the guy's name is dean Kolb Dean, sorry, what's his name? His name is Dean. Uh, they called him the Candyman, which, which is a scary thing if you think about the movie, that scary movie called The Candyman. But anyway, his name was Dean Coral, C-O-R-L-L. And he he was horrible. He was a evil, evil, evil guy. But I never knew about this. I lived in Houston. I, I mean, I... I knew about Andrea Yates when she killed her all six of her kids. One day I got to talk about that. I knew about other people that were, you know, there was a, the railroad uh, serial killer, I think, a Hispanic guy that killed people um, or raped people. I can't remember right now, but I, I've known of, you know, famous cases in Houston, but I never heard of the case of the candy man that lived in the Heights and he lived in the Heights, but then he moved to Pasadena but while he was there he i think 17 boys were murdered there and that were raised there lived there died there were buried there and the other uh 10 were buried in other places it's just fascinating in a sad way you know but just fascinating that this happened like we've heard of ted bundy we've heard of uh what is the other guy um Gaines, no, 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 what's his name, what's his name, what's his name, I can't remember his name, he killed men as well, Uh, Jeffrey Dahmer, we've heard about Jeffrey Dahmer, we've heard about uh, Ted Bundy, we've heard about um, John Wayne Gacy, but we, have you, have you ever heard of this Dean Coral? Because I know I haven't, 
I did, and, and he was a serious serial killer. Um, <laughs> I don't know if that's an oxymoron, a serious serial killer. I mean, serial killers are serious. So at any rate, he was a horrible person and he did horrible things. And he actually was, I'm not going to tell you too much, but he ended up dying and you'll have to go search for that story yourself to find out how he died. But the two victims, they were victims, but they were also, um, accomplish, um, accomplices as well. They ended up, um, confessing to everything and they spent a long time and they're going to spend a very long time in jail. I don't think any, either of them are ever going to get out on parole, rightly so. But in a way, they were also victims because he lured them and groomed them at the age of 14, 15, 16. So, um, you know, it's, it's like if they wouldn't have met him, how would this, how would have their lives, you know, been, um, and you know, you'll never know, but at the same time, you know, you end up making the decision to know what's right and what's wrong. And at one point, you know, you, you, you don't continue to be a part of this vicious evil that's this that you've been a part of so you know consequences to your actions so at any rate those are the things that i wanted to talk about again the guy that does the tax stuff and the stimulus package stuff his uh his uh youtube channel is clear tax preparation uh clear value tax preparation you can find him on youtube i think you'd enjoy listening to him um the other thing is um, it's, 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 the world's going crazy. This guy's falling about this whole mask wearing thing. It's so crazy. Do you agree that people should be like held accountable when they spit on property and make a fuss, but especially if they spit because, you know, it's a freaking contagious disease. Ugh, I think they should. And the last thing was about this Dean Coral guy and not knowing I mean, really, I was just so surprised because I never heard of this guy. And I wonder why. Why don't we hear about him? Why haven't we heard about him? Because he's not up there with all the big, you know, big names of serial killers. And he should be. There should be more attention. Um, I don't know if it was because it was in the early 1970s, but that shouldn't matter. That should be irrelevant. He was a horrible person who did horrible things. And in the Heights, guys, crazy. going to have to talk to some of my friends because I don't think we ever talked about something like, we just didn't know. Yeah, now you know. Check it out. All right, guys. Hope you're doing well. Staying safe. Staying healthy. This has been Talk Time with Hope. I am Hope. I'll see you on the flip side. I'll see you on the flip side. As always, God bless. Bye-bye. Mm-hmm.